Welcome to where we at right now. Elevate. We are at Elevate. We meet every Wednesday at 6.30. My bad. That's King's Kids. Friday at 7. Thank you, Miranda. We meet every Friday at 7 p.m. If you are watching live right now, we love you. And you should be here. Unless you're, like, overseas. But Facebook Live, you get it. We with it. So last month, we were talking about He Gives. We're in a new sermon series. It's called On the Count of Three. New you, thank you, thank you, new you, right? So it's called new you. Now here's the thing, we all heard about that saying, new year, new me, right? We've all, heard, we, this, it's probably almost dead right now. I don't know if people are still making resolution goals. I know I am done making resolution goals. I'm just done. I remember last year, I was like, that's it. I'm going to be able to bench like 200 at least. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get like, I'm gonna be like 160. I'm going to be huge. I'm going to be massive. But as you can see, that didn't work. I'm still not one, I'm not 180 or 190 or even 200. So here's the thing, my New Year resolution failed. I'm pretty sure some of you guys made New Year resolutions before and they all failed. I'm pretty sure goals just don't seem to be working. But here's the thing, why do we do that? You ever wonder why do people make New Year resolutions? Why do people even make goals? Why do people have goals, right? So here's the thing, people are born with this thing called sin. Sin makes them feel like they have something missing, right? So people constantly feel like they're missing something, like they got to improve. Like, like you even have the swollest dude, right? He's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm benching 180, but I got to bench at least 500. And if I don't bench 500, my life isn't complete. And then they get depressed and they start taking steroids because they can't do enough, right? Everybody ever heard of steroids? That's what athletes take because they don't feel like they're athletic enough. Okay? Not, not steroids for medicine, but steroids, you know, pumping yourself up to get swole. But here's the thing. Everyone, listen up, listen up, guys. Everyone feels like they need to get better, right? So when the new year comes, they're under this delusion that once, you know, calendar, you know, calendar marks the 1st of January, it is like the world is entirely new. Like all of a sudden they're Pocahontas and they're, you know, walking around with a raccoon and birds flying on them and they can do whatever they can, you know? But no, here's the thing, you, who you were in 2018, December 31st at 11.59 is the same person you are right now, unless you fell asleep, you know, really long and got a growth spurt, you know, some of y'all be getting growth spurts like crazy, but here's the thing, overall, you are still the same person, okay, so everybody say, new you, here's the thing, this is all done so that they can be better, right, so that they can take something that's already kind of messed up. Because, listen, a lot, of, a, lot of you, a lot of us, we already understand there's some messed up things about us. Some of us would say we're messed up. And we're like, man, I got to get better. You know, like, this is just not good enough. You look at your life, even when you don't want to admit it, like, man, dude, I just binged three Netflix shows. Gosh, I can't watch another Netflix show. Or I'm never going to do anything. You know, like, some of us, we eat too much chocolate. Like, I love chocolate. Okay, scratch that. Some of us eat too much ice cream. I don't know who hates ice cream here. And if you hate ice cream, please leave. Now I'm joking, stay here. So some of us eat too much ice cream. Sometimes we get sad and we just turn on Netflix and we just eat ice cream as much as we can, right? Some of us, we don't really want to admit this addiction that needs to change, but some of us play too much Fortnite. And we play so much Fortnite, we actually think we're in Fortnite. 
And when we wake up and we fall, we, we fall asleep and we're dreaming of Fortnite, when we wake up, we're playing Fortnite. We miss school because of Fortnite. And this New Year resolution you should have is to stop playing so much Fortnite. I'm just speaking from the heart right now. But we all have these things we're not proud of and we want to improve, correct? Amen, Amen right? So here's the thing, okay? Whatever resolution you made, okay? Whatever resolution you made... If I can have Joseph switch with uh, Andrew real quick, please. You guys can switch. Thank you. Okay, guys, so please, I know we all like jokes and everything, but Kiki, everyone, we all need to be quiet, okay? For sure. Everybody, one, two, three, new you. New you, right? So we are basically jumping in the series to understand almost like why people want to be a new person and it has this word called identity what we identify with some of us identify with our culture with our ethnicity you know like some of us are like man i'm gonna be i'm a mexican you can't take that from me man i'm black no denying that man i'm puerto rican i don't know what you're thinking yeah we 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 all think you know we have we identify with heritage some of us identify with the sports we play man we're so consumed with it we're like man you know my name's seth i'm a linebacker i'll knock you out bro you'll get baby real quick right and that's what you identify as a football player or something but here's the thing okay it all goes down to identity some some people in the world they identify as a homosexual and it tells people who they are right some people identify as a you know like a uh, what's the word I want to I was gonna say something feminist right feminist yes and they're all about woman equality and that describes who they are these I this identity this label of identity it describes people who you, it describes who you are we all have it right and our new year's goals you know we want to improve our identity we want to improve how the world sees us that's why people make goals but here's the thing you could complete that goal you could be jacked uh you could be jacked right now okay oh, i'm sorry you could be jacked right now i, I can't Jeremiah. I was gonna call you Jason. But you are Jeremiah. My bad. Yeah, y'all are both awesome. But Jeremiah, you get, I know you're working out right now. Uh, you can get swole. You can get to, uh, you can be like the swollest wrestler in your school. But right now, you're still the same person. You still have the same heart. You have the same mind. Nothing is going to change that. You could even try therapy for the new year resolution. But you are still the same person. You see, here's the thing. There's a the Bible makes it very clear who people are and what they are to identify with. If we can go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is our scripture. We've all read it. If you're in 101, I want you all to repeat that, okay? So on the count of three, one, two, three. Amen, amen. That should be your, I should be able to turn it off and have all the 101ers say it. Uh, well, you guys want me to do that? What do you think, 101ers? Should we do that? All right, on the count of three, go ahead, 101ers. One, two, three. Amen, amen. Y'all did, y'all did fairly decent, right? So here's the thing. 1 Corinthians 5.17 is basically talking about, well, 2 Corinthians, sorry. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is talking about how, what? If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So here's the thing, the, the, we are all created. We are all creation. None of us are God. Whether you want to call your rap name God or your Xbox Live name God, put it in there like, like Eric the God, whatever, or Ariana the God, whatever, that stuff does not 
Me and you are a God. You are created. You are created. You are not a God or God. So here's the thing. God created us. We are a creation. The Bible says, though, that there is a new creation that has to come, okay? But that means there is a old. If there's something that's new, that means there's something that's old. If you got a new car, that means you probably had no car or you had an old car, okay? I remember when I had my car. It was a red Saturn. Her name was Sheila. She was awesome. She was she was scarred because of all the accidents I got into, but she was still beautiful. She was just a beautiful car with scars, okay? But then I got a new car, right? And I said, that's my old car in Jesus' name, and that's going to stay there. Amen. This is my new car, my new whip. Then I got a new whip, and that became my old whip, right? So here's the thing. We all have old things, but if we have old things, you know, then we get new things, and those old things become old. But the Bible is saying that we all have had an old identity, and we all have a new identity. So here's the thing. If you can go to uh, John 8, 34, I'm going I'm I'm to try to get through this. But it says right here, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son, be, uh, son belongs to it forever. So here's, here's what you have to understand. The old has to go. In order for 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to hold true, the old has to be gone. The old has to be gone. But what exactly is the old? We'll see that the old means you're, you know, the old life is means you're a slave, you're dead, and you're in darkness. But the new life means that you are free, alive, and in the lights. So here's the thing. You're a slave. That's what Jesus says. If you sin, how many of us have ever sinned in our lives? I should see a hand up. Maybe I should see, like, man, like, just you jump up in there and be like, I sin, God. Because it's, we've all done it, and it, it's, it's not a joke or anything, or it's not for fun. But here's the thing. It's, it's so crazy that literally everyone in the world has sinned. It's almost like the Bible is true. It's almost like what God is saying is true because you think about Gandhi. Everybody ever heard of Gandhi? Well, they used to talk about Gandhi a lot in my, my life. Everybody ever heard of Gandhi? Anybody ever heard of Barack Obama? A lot of us think he is a good guy. He doesn't need Jesus. Did you know that he had drones dry out to the, uh, fly out to the Middle East and kill, uh, kill uh, basically the refugees there? Did you know that? And that, I mean, every president has done that. But he commissioned that. He said, listen, I'm sending drones over. They're going to kill people. He knew kids were dying, uh, enemies were dying, and he knew those lives were being taken. So that's Barack Obama, uh, the best president ever, okay? And yet he sinned. He sinned. So here's the thing. We have all sinned. The Bible is telling the truth. So what does that mean? Does that mean everybody just stays a slave? Well, we keep, well let, let's, let's keep going with the sermon. Okay, so you're getting it. The old life means that you are a slave. Okay, you are a slave to sin. If you've ever sinned, everybody has sinned. So if you're in the old life, you are a slave. You cannot be a child of God. So get that old, your identity. If you're in the old, the identity is that you are a slave orphan. Ain't nothing worse than that, really. You can't really have much disgrace than that. That's if you're in sin, you're not saved, you're not born again. But get this, it gets even worse. Ephesians 2, 1 through 4. Everybody say it gets worse. So sin is how we become enslaved to the grave. But this is what the grave is. It's, it's death, spiritual death. It says for you, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Transgressions means you broke trust with God. That means you're dead in that and dead in your sins in which you used to live. When you follow the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. 
right? So here's the thing. All of us who lived among them at one time gratifying the craving of our flesh and followed its desires and thoughts, like the rest, we were by nature. Everybody say, by nature. That was our identity, deserving of wrath. Our identity at that point was deserving of wrath. There's not one good person here that hasn't broke trust with God that has said, God, you know what? I'm good enough to step right next to you and give you a little shoulder bump like, good game, God. You did decent. Like, there's no one that's there because we have all, by nature, become deserving of wrath. It's our identity. And it says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, and we'll stop right there. We'll stop the good news. Let's continue with the bad news because we need to know the bad news in order for the good news to be good. Just like you need to know the old before it becomes new. So here's the thing. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says this. If you can go to Ephesians 5 verse 8, please. And if you can't pull it up, oh, there you go. It says, for you were once darkness. Everybody say darkness. So here's the thing. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17 again. You guys understand that? That if you're in the old, you are a slave. You are dead and you are in darkness. Think about that picture right now. Think about someone who is dying who's in a jail, who's enslaved in darkness, can't see anything. There's no light coming in their eyes. In mental asylums, people go crazy, even more crazy because they're tied up. In prisons, people lose sanity. But spiritually, you are in a jail cell with locks in your arms and your feet. You can't move. You can't see. You are dead. That's what the Bible is saying if you're stuck in the old. You know what this looks like? This looks like depression. This looks like suicide. This looks like the, the anger and frustration. This looks like you don't know who you can trust. You can't trust people. You can't trust God. You feel so alone. You don't know what to do in life. You're confused. You're a slave to sin. Sin literally whips you left and right, tells you what to do. You say, oh, I'm just a human. That's my identity. No, your identity is you're a slave to sin. Say how it is. And here's the thing. It's leading you wherever it wants you to go. It's your master. You have no rights. Oh, oh! but then also this. You are dead in it. That means you're rotting it. Think of a corpse that's in its grave. It's there. It doesn't get up and leave. No, it's there. It's dead. You don't want to live for Jesus. You are dead. Then there's darkness. Think about it. Right? You ever, you ever been in the dark? You ever had your lights off and, and then your mom tries to turn on the light and you hate the light? You hate it because you've been in the darkness for so long. Well, that's how some of you are when you hear the gospel because it is light. So you've been in the darkness so long. Every time you hear the gospel, it's light. You're like, no, God. Every time you hear what God is saying in your life, you want to resist it. You hate it. You think God is irritating. You're in the darkness. This is what some of you were, gratifying the desires of your flesh. So is the old way of living gone in your life? Are you still, do you still find yourself a slave to sin? You come to elevate. You still leave. You're doing some nasty stuff on Snapchat. You're still cussing. You're still lying. You're still stealing. You're still doing drugs. Is that what you're still doing? Are you still dead to that? Are you still slave to that? Are you ready to admit that? How's that for New Year resolutions? How about you stop being a slave to sin? How about you stop being dead in it? How about, how about you stop coming, staying in the darkness like some, like, some, like some beast, some animal, and come into the light? So here's the thing, 
right? And some of you guys have never heard that before. Some of us are new. Some of you have heard that before, and you understand just who you are. There's no denying it. God is pointing right at your heart. You are a slave to sin. You are dead in it. You've broken my trust. You've disobeyed me. You've rebelled. You love your sin. You love your grave. Your grave, you made it your bed, and you're staying in there. No one's waking you up. You shut off the lights. Nothing is going to stop me from being in my sin. And you love it. But there's no life there, here or in the next life. The Bible says you're promised hell. You see, the old is going to be washed away. And we're going to talk about that in the following. following. The old has to be gone. And if you're still living in the original way of living, the old life, guess what? You're washed away with it. And God, his mercy, is de- that's it. It's done at this point. He's already tried to show you the light. But you said, no, God, I don't want the light. He's trying to break your chains, but you're like, no, I love my chains. I love being a slave to sin. I love being a slave to this guy who tells me to have sex with him. I love being a slave to this weed, to this alcohol. I love it, God. I love being a slave to my anger, my perversion. I love to look at people and lust. It's what guys do. This is my identity. Some of you made New Year resolution goals, and you said, I'm going to sin. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And all of it is contrary to God. I've been there. I did it too. In eighth grade, I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to lose my virginity this year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have sex with my girlfriend. I'm going to maybe smoke a cigarette. I'm gonna, and I've made plans and I resoluted. The Bible says that the wicked, that they plot evil. The wicked, the sinful, the people stuck in the old. And if you're there, I'm begging you. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you don't want to be there. There's nothing there for you. Think about what I'm saying. What picture does that paint? And some of you may think your jail cell is pretty. You know, you, you, try, to, you try to decorate it with, with a good GPA. You try to decorate with good religion, with good works. You try to decorate it with you being a decent person. You're like, well, I'm decent. I can, I'm good with my chains. I'm an okay slave, you know. I only follow my master a little bit. I only follow Satan a little bit. You know, I'm dead, sure, yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's okay. I like to be dead. I feel better this way. So you cover it. You decorate it with feelings. You're feeling good. You're doing good. So, hey, man, that's my identity. I'm doing what I think is good. I'm doing what I feel is good. But the Bible says you're wrong. You're dead wrong. If we can go back to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So the old has to go. This cannot stay. This has to leave. In the name of Jesus, it has to be all gone. Your sinful lifestyle has to be gone. Your, your dead lifestyle has to be gone. You have to get out of the darkness. So here, the old has to be gone, and the new has to come. If we can go to uh, John 8, 36. Jesus said, whoever sins is a slave to sin, and that sin no longer has any belonging to a family. But Jesus also spoke some good news here in John 8, 36. He says, whoever the son sets free is free indeed. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing denying it. You are free. Those chains have fallen off. You are able to be free and live for Christ. That means the the slave that you're like, man, I can't get away from this. I love it, but I don't love it. All that, guess who breaks it free? Jesus, the Son of God. He breaks chains. He delivers people. He sets the captives free. No one else. You can't break chains. You've never, seen, you've never seen people break their own chains. This ain't no superhero. You're a dead person. You're a dead person. You're not Superman. No, you're a dead person. Can't break your chains. But here's the thing. Jesus is willing to give you life. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. 
Jesus is willing to give you life. It says, for here, as we continue, the spirit who is now at work in, in those who are disobedient, right? He was at work with us. Satan is at work in the dead slaves that are in the darkness. He's at work with them. You think you're doing you. You think you're doing what you want. You think you're your own master. Guess what? Guess what? You're not your own master. Satan is your master. The devil is your master. Sin is your master. The kingdom of the air, the one who, who starts wars, who starts lies, the one who whispers in someone's ear, hey, kill your wife. It's the same one who whispers in your ear, lie to your mom. It's no difference, no difference between the deceiver. He does it. You're not the master of your life. Satan is. But guess what? Who can set us free? He, he was in work with all of those who are disobedient. We've all been disobedient. As we continue... And it says all of us lived among them at one time. There's no one who is greater than the other. No one who set themselves free. No one who made themselves come to life. That's a contradiction. It says gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and its thoughts. It, is, it ain't even talking about actions here. It says someone who is enslaved to sin and dead in their transgressions and in the darkness, guess what? Their own thoughts and desires are deserving of wrath. Not even just their actions. Imagine, imagine if I could just put... All of your thoughts right here. I wonder how embarrassed all of us would be. Right? How many times have we thought something so nasty? We're like, man, I hope no one thinks this. So cruel, but we try to put a front like we're good. I wonder what I would see from every one of you. I wonder what you would see from me. Right? Do we want to see that? But guess who does? God sees it. He sees every single thought that you've ever thought. He sees every desire, good, evil, he sees it all. But because, because of his great love, not because of anything you've done, because of his great love, humble yourself. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're not good enough to please God. You may be good enough to get some good grades or whatever, and all that stuff's fine and dandy, but to, a, to please God. They say, man, I was a good enough slave. I followed Satan good enough. My, my chains are able to break free. No. Listen, it's his great love. His great love for us. God, everybody say God, who is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. He has enough of it for everyone here. It doesn't matter how many times you sinned. You could have done a horrible sin right before coming to Elevate. You could have smoked some weed. You could have got drunk. You could have had sex. You could have done whatever thing comes to your mind. You could have lied a bunch. You could have cut yourself. You could have done so many sins you think of. Any sin you could think of, but his mercy is rich enough. His mercy is enough. Amen? So here's the thing, right? It's good news because we couldn't do it. We, our mercy isn't enough. Our power isn't enough. So it's who his rich mercy, in his rich mercy, rich in mercy, if we can continue to the next verse. One, no, that's, uh, that's the wrong verse, sir. Here, I want you guys to get this. Because this is the hope now. That God who is rich in mercy made, everybody say made, made us alive in Christ. And that's Ephesians uh, 2, verses 5 through 6. So God, who's rich in mercy, he made us alive in Christ. When we were what? Think about that. Think about it. 
You could have been doing anything right now, right? But you're here in Elevate. You could have been playing Fortnite. You could have been doing whatever you're doing. But, dude, I believe God literally has led you here. I believe that he has a plan and a purpose for you, but it all starts with this, you being made alive. That's where the plan starts. So many of us, we see our, our, our favorite rappers, our favorite basketball players, and we, we see them thank God and praise God. Everybody in the Oscars, man, even Nicki Minaj, as soon as they get up for the Grammys, man, I just want to thank God. Then I want to thank my drug dealer. And I want to thank my, my producer. And then, and then, then they, they, you're like, wait, what? You see, they think these blessings, these things or whatever, that means that they're alive. But they just got a nice grave. They just got a nice tombstone. That's all they got. See, everything that you've acquired as a dead slave in darkness, it's only just made your tombstone look a little bit nicer. That's it. But Christ made us alive when we were dead in our transgressions, when we literally could not live for Christ, when we could not obey him, when we wanted to do nothing but sin, Christ came and made us alive. He made us alive. It wasn't anything you did. Tell me, does a, does a dead person roll in their grave? No, that's an expression. Does a dead person get up, tie their shoes, buckle their pants, and go to work? So how could you ever work for something that God made? God made you alive in Christ. That is what it's saying here. And it says, when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace. Everybody say, by grace, you've been saved. Please go to Ephesians 5, 8, 14, 8 through 14. You see, this is, this is the thing, dude. It's, it's, not, it's not that, you know what, we were just strong enough to get saved. Like, man, you know what, I was able to just muster the strength up to say, Jesus, save me, please. Jesus, I am so tired. You know, you know, you think your tears did anything? Your tears did nothing. It was all his great love for us. It was all of him. And you, understanding, hearing the call, you said, man, dude, I want to be made alive. For some split moment, you were able to grab onto God as he brought you up and God saved you. Nothing else. It wasn't that you were in 101. It wasn't that you were going to church and doing all these ministries. It wasn't that you just decided to go to church and bless us with your presence. It wasn't that. It wasn't that I just started preaching that I, I started, you know, taking notes on the Bible, that I started studying, that I started serving youth. It, it, it wasn't my love. No, it's his great love we're saved. His great love. I don't care if I'm a good person. I just care if I am expressing his great love for you. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So Ephesians 5, 8 through 14 says, For you were once darkness. Say darkness. But now you are light. Say light. Light in the Lord, live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing, nothing, not, not anything, not crap, not zilch, not, not, doesn't matter, have nothing to do with the darkness. Some of you guys flirt with the darkness. Some of you guys are like, man, you know, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to creep in here real quick, man. I'm going to slip into her DMs real quick, then I'll delete the message. Or I'm going to look up that website, then I'll delete it. Oh, you know what, man? It's just one hit. I won't tell nobody. Oh, man, you know, I'm just living like a little bit like a hypocrite. I'm struggling with this, so I'm just going to keep it from my leaders. You know, we flirt with the darkness, but right here it's saying have nothing to do with the darkness. Some of you are in bed with the darkness. You, you, you said, hey, man, I was saved, but hey, man, as soon as you see the darkness, you're like, man, that looks good. 
And, you know, that's so idiotic because, you know, when you're in a, you're in a, you like imagine being in a tunnel for like 10 years, right? And you haven't seen the light. And you come out, you see the light and you come out. Then you turn around, you see that, that cave that you came from. And you're like, dang, I like that. I'm going to go back in here. I'm going to make my bed here. I'm going to live here for like That sounds stupid. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds like you're a slave. It sounds like you must be dead in your conscience. But God is saying, listen, I will make you children of the light. You will love what is good. You will hate what is evil. And guess what? Guess what? Hey, hey listen, listen. You're going to be just like me. Because we learned in the last series, right, that God is the father of lights, and he makes us children of the light. That means he makes us like him. So here's our identity once we're new is that we're free. We are free. Go to Romans 6, 15 through 18. We are free. Not just free to dance, free to jump, whatever, like the song says. We are free to live for God. It says right here, what then, shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Should we keep on sinning because God forgives us? I want to answer, actually. Should we? Should the new do what is old because we'll be forgiven? Give me some honest answers. What do you think, RJ? No? What do you think, Brian? No. What do you think, Jeremiah? No? What about you, Eric? So here's the thing, right? Why, why does it happen so much? You know, I've had literally people tell me, hey, man, I can sin. I just repent after. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? That's like saying, hey, I'm going to slap my mom, but I'm going to apologize after. And you're planning it. Like, that's just stupid. We already know. We're getting, we getting rocked right now. We're getting, we getting hooks. We're getting uppercuts. But yet, we can do that with God. He says, by no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Some of you guys are smart. You're like, I'm actually following along, Joby, and I, I, I just heard we're either slaves to sin or slaves to obedience. How, how can I be free then? Let's keep reading. It says, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to who? God, that through you, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart his pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. You see, it doesn't matter who you are in this world. The Bible says you are a slave to something. You are a slave to something. Some of us are slaves to money. Some of us, what our life is, we go to school. Think about this. We go to school, right, to learn how to go to another school to learn how to make money. And we waste 24 years of our lives. Then once we get the job that we made, that we went to school for, right, now that money's not enough. We're in debt. Dang, money's leading me to another job. But I don't got enough money. I got, you got to get more money, more money, more money. What, what, what does that sound like? It sounds like you're trying to please money. It sounds like money is your master. Then some of y'all can't stay single for more than three months. Some of y'all can't stay single for more than 10 minutes. I've had that happen to me. Broke up with my girlfriend. 10 minutes later, she went another dude. I was like, what? Kind of hurt a little. I'm laughing now, but at that time, I was like crying on the low. But don't say nothing about, you know, eighth grade Joe B. But here's the thing, right? Some of us, we're, we're, we're enslaved to relationships. We're like, man, dude, I got to get a boyfriend. I got to get a girl. I'll never be complete. My identity will always be this. So here's the thing, right? What are you a slave to? 
Because the Bible says you are either a slave to sin or you're a slave to obedience. Sin leads to death. Remember what I was saying? Sin leads to death. But obedience leads to righteousness. You see, and I'd rather be enslaved to the one who sets free. And I don't know you're thinking that doesn't make sense. Well, here's the thing. God sets people, sets people free from sin. Out of seeing his great love and mercy, we serve him. We serve him. And we become slaves to what he says is right. But here's the thing. If you're still slaves to sin, I want you guys to understand that. That you are nothing but, gonna, you're nothing but dead. It's just going to lead to death. You could be thinking you're doing what you're doing because you want to, but death is just waiting for you. You're like, man, dude, hey, man, I just finished college. I got a 4.0, man. I just made like 30000 I'm doing this. Man, I went to school for that. I got a family. I got this. I got that. But the whole time you're a slave to sin, afraid of the light. And guess what? At the finish line, death. You did all that, all that accomplishment just to die. Congratulations. But Christ sets us free. Now we have righteousness. We have life. Jesus sets us free from that punishment of death. And now he makes us alive. So as you were old, right, you were a slave, you were dead, you were in darkness. Now that you're new, you are free, alive, and in the light. That means, hey, listen, dude, God has set you free. You are now free to live for him. You are now free to worship without feeling that guilt, without that burden. You are now free to preach the gospel. You are now free to have love and to have joy and to have peace without sin tugging at your heart like you're not a happy person. That's not your identity. Oh, don't forget, man, you're, you're not a social person. You don't love people. Don't forget, sin just leading you, just tugging you, saying this isn't who you are. But this is what I want you to know, right? That is all a lie when you're in Christ. You see, there's an important passage, an important passage, or an important part of this passage, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 again. There's an important thing it says, if this wouldn't even be possible, the new wouldn't even be possible, the old wouldn't be gone if this didn't happen, if anyone isn't in Christ. If you're not in Christ, none of this, none of this is possible. You can be in the church and out of Christ. So here is the new here. Have you been made new? Have you been made new? Listen, this isn't a progress. Some of, some of you, I'll talk to you, like, I'll talk to some Christians, and they'll be like, man, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with pornography, but you know what? I'll get better. I'll improve, man. I'll get better, right? Man, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I'm like, bro, what the heck? Don't you know our Lord has victory? Don't you know our God is bigger than that? And it's because they're still stuck in the old. They're still stuck in the old way of living, trying to be new. They're dead trying to be alive. They're slaves trying to be free. They're in the darkness trying to see the light. That's nonsense. Get into the light. So Jesus is ready to set you free. He is ready to break those chains off so you can experience the goodness of God, the righteousness, the truth. You can know the truth. You don't have to be confused in this world anymore. You can have truth. And now that you're in the truth, right, now that you have the truth, now that you have righteousness, you have goodness, you're able to live now. You're able to say no to, to drugs and to alcohol. You're able to not be depressed. You're able to not commit suicide. You're able to do all these things because of what you've been made to be. Your identity is now a child of God. So this is a beautiful thing, but it's only possible, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if you are in Christ. If you're in Christ, the old way is completely gone. That means, dude, everything I've been talking about, that way is gone. And next week, we're going to be talking about now that you have a new, now that you're a new you, now you have a new view of life. 
You have a new outlook. You see the world different. But it's all a foundation. If you're in the darkness, you can't see the world any different. You can't. So this is what needs to be done. You have to be in Christ. What does that mean? It means you are putting your faith from not yourself, not your abilities, not the money, not the school, not the drugs, not, the, not, not, not in anything you can do or anything else anybody else can do, but in Christ Jesus. That's it. Nothing else. So now that you're in Christ, the old way is completely gone. And I know some of you guys are looking at me like, dude, I've heard this message a hundred times. And I'm saying, dude, then why hasn't anything changed? Why hasn't anything changed? You're still putting your faith in yourself. Wake up! Wake up! Put your faith in Christ. In Him. There's nothing there anymore. There's nothing back in the grave. Stop flirting with sin. Run away from it. Flee from it. Just embrace God. Embrace Christ. But here's the thing. If you're not to put yourself in Christ, you remain the same. It doesn't matter what New Year resolution you have. Your identity is still a dead slave in darkness. It's still that. But this new this new way, right, this new life, the new has come, that new creation, it looks a lot like this. A orphan child, like I mentioned earlier, being adopted, right, the dirt that he had on him, right? I don't know if you know this, but child homelessness is a big thing in Chicago, huge. There's, child, there's homeless children. Some of you guys were homeless children. God adopted the homeless child. He cleans them up. He gives them a name. He gives them a purpose. This is what it means to be in the new creation, the new life, the new you. So here's the thing, 1 John 3, 9. I want to end with this. So Stephanie, if you could come up. So out of everything I said, none of it was my opinion. If you want to leave the youth group, if you want to, you know, find another Jesus, guess what? You're finding something that's wrong. The new you is here for you disciples, for you children of God. The new you is here. The old you is gone. There's nothing to look back to. If you're having second thoughts, if you are regretting your decision to follow Christ, understand you, you honestly, right, weren't the reason Christ decided to save you. It was his great love. So what I want you to do is look back to the grave that you came from. I want you to look back. Look at all the depression, all the sin, all the hatred, all the envy, all the addictions, all the perversion, all the lust. I want you to look back there, and I want you to walk away. I want you to walk away. Understand that it is gone. That is gone. Jesus has given you new life. And here's the thing. We can have proof of this. It says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning. There's no possibility. There's no way because they have been born of God. If I can have my altar workers come up, that's plain and simple, man. I, I am, dude, it's grieving sometimes. It is sad. It is sad. I'm not embarrassed of you. I'm not ashamed of some of you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not none of that. 
What I am is, man, I, I, I fear for you guys. You're so deceived. You think this life has something to offer you. You think that you, right, in this grave, in this sin, this slave to sin, this darkness, you have something that's worth living for. And it's so sad. It really is so sad. Some of you can come to this church for years, hear the message over and over, and your hearts are just so hard. And you hear that God can set you free, and you start to grip your chains. You start to grip your sin. You start to ignore the message. It's, it's sad. And I feel so bad for you. But listen, God, his love is great. His love fills, it fills the galaxy. His love for you is beyond imagination. And I want you to wrap, try to wrap your mind around that. Why would anyone so perfect love someone, in, someone so imperfect? Why would someone so perfect adopt, take someone in that's so imperfect? Someone that's made so many mistakes, someone who's filled with so many things. It's because of his great love. And I want you guys to experience that great love. If you guys can stand up. Listen, this is, not, this is not just a matter of talk. This is a matter of power, amen. God can change you. God can give you a new identity. You don't have to leave from your seats the same person. You can live in newness. You can live in new life. You can live in the light like Christ. It is possible. He can do it for you. He can change you. But listen, once you're born of God, you have a new identity. You are a child of God. You go from the old to the new. The new is here. You are a child of God. You are not a child of Satan, of slavery, of fear, of death. You are a child of God. And you no longer go on sinning. That means you no longer continue in the same old lifestyle. It's not happening anymore because you are a child of God. You've been born of him. He's given you no life. So are you in Christ? You can go back to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I want to just take a look at this verse. I want everyone to close their eyes. I want everyone to think about it. Consider if you are in Christ, the new creation has come. Oh, the new creation has come. The old is gone. Please close your eyes. Think about this dream. The old has gone. The old depression, the anxiety, the thoughts of suicide, the sin, the anger, the frustration, everything, all of that. The addiction to weed, the addiction to alcohol, the shame, the guilt, all that. Oh, the old is gone. Think about that. You can have freedom. Think about that, man. You can have freedom. This isn't a joke. This isn't a gimmick. This isn't just me shouting. You can have genuine freedom. I remember. Oh, I remember this verse when it became real to me. Oh, when I was growing up in church and I would leave church and continue in sin. And I felt the old just wait, it's wait, the old way of living. I felt the condemnation. I felt the separation from God. And I remember coming to these altars. And I remember, man, just the freedom 
Oh, just a weight lifted off of me. Oh, just God welcoming me. God pleased with me. God, His love, His freedom. You can feel that too. God promises it to you that the old will be gone. The new is here. The freedom, the joy, the love. I want to picture, your, you want, picture yourself smiling. Some of you don't like to smile. God will make you smile, I'm telling you. Oh, picture yourself free from pornography, free from drugs. You can actually look at a woman without lusting at her. You don't, have, you don't feel the need to be satisfied with another person always with you, dating another person. You can finally be satisfied and content in Christ. Oh, there's so much freedom. There's so much freedom right now. Oh, hallelujah. The spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So right now, I want you to understand, if you're in Christ, the spirit has been put in you. If you're not free, you're not in Christ. Oh, if you are living in sin right now, I want you to just come up. I want you to come up. If you're living in sin, don't be ashamed. Come up. Just come into the light. Admit your sin. Confess your sin to Christ. TJ's here to pray for you. Jack, uh, Jackie's here to pray for you as well if you're a female. Listen, don't hesitate. Come out of the darkness. Come out of your grave. Stop relying on yourself. Give yourself to Christ. If you're in Him, you will have freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, set them free, Lord. Lord, we ask you set them free, Lord. Cause you stood